Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, depending on what time you're uh, listening to this. But um, welcome back, back, guys. Welcome back to my podcast. Uh, uh, my name is Caleb, and we are, this is part two of an eight-part series that I'm doing on this podcast called The Christian Lifestyle. And I'm really excited for today's episode because today we're talking about renewed mindset. And I feel like this is a topic that's very overlooked. And I'm about to explain why. Um, but mainly where this topic comes from is in the Epistle of Romans, uh, Paul's Epistle to the Romans uh, in chapter 12. Uh, and we're going to read in verses 1 through 2. It says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So just very quickly, for some context, um, in this book, I love this book so much, the book, uh, book of Romans. It's one of my favorite books in the Bible uh, because this whole book really talks about uh Paul's really explaining the fundamentals of salvation and how we've been saved. What should we do? How do we handle it? How do we approach it? How do we approach salvation? Um, but yeah, I really recommend reading this book uh, before we <laughs> get into this lesson. But yeah, it's it's one of the most amazing books of the Bible, in my opinion. They're, yes, they're all amazing because they're all one book. But this one really stands out to me because it's just every chapter just holds something so deep and so life-changing but anyway so back to the <laughs> topic of today so two weeks ago we talked about how in christ we are a new creation which means as i said we are something that has never even existed before and when we're re reborn that doesn't just mean our spirit is reborn but that also means that our mind is reborn i feel like the mind is very overlooked in and not really pay attention to a lot when we talk about uh the human body when we talk about um uh social life day life i don't feel like in topics it's really talked about enough because the mind is what takes us to where we are it's the root of every action we make every day it's um i heard chad veach talk about this in uh in a podcast is he was saying how the mind is like a battlefield where thoughts are battling with each other and it's it's the mind is something so integral because it's not even a body part it's it's something on a whole different level in the body and like i said it's it's what takes us to where we are it it really is the root of every action we make every day every 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 way we react to something how we handle stuff it's all in the mind so if your life is a mess where you're doing bad stuff all the time and you're like, oh, I need to change my behavior. Like, I need to get better. No, 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 no. You don't need to change your behavior. You need to change your mind. You need to change your mindset, how you think of stuff. It's like when you want to get rid of a plant forever, you don't just cut it from the from the bottom up until it grows back again so that you have to take it out. You have to just cut it again. No. When you want to take a plant out forever, 
you need to take out the root so it never grows back. Just like that, when we are a new we are when we are made a new creation, we are made to be set apart. We're not meant to just trim those stuff that still make us uh conform to the world. No, we're supposed to take out the root and be transformed, not conformed to this world, but transformed. So today I want to talk about three ways that we can renew our mind today and live in the state of a new creation, born again in Christ Jesus. So the Bible says in uh, the book of James, one of my other favorite books in the Bible, in chapter one, two to four, it says, and pay attention to this, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness and let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. So this is our first way that we can transform our mind and renew it, is to start seeing trials and storms as a blessing rather than a curse. So I think it's no secret that the world we live in is so negative. Literally, like today, I was at uh, Lucky's and I'm just seeing like these magazines, like all these actors are breaking up or they're done or this and that or you know you look at the news all oh, this is uh this is happening this is happening you know all oh, the world's ending all oh, the the world is so negative and they're almost negative to a point where if you really ask them deep down why don't you believe in god they would say oh because he wasn't where was he in the hard times he wasn't there so why would there be a god if you if you would show up and be so good and this really, I think this really opens our mind to see what their mindsets are. Because I'll, I'll give you some advice. If someone is like that, if everyone, and if, if you're ever talking to someone and they're like, oh, I don't believe in God because where was he during this and that? Ask them to think about this. Would you be where you are today without those storms? Now that might be like, like a question that makes you go, ooh, because it's like, that's that's such a deep question and but the point i'm trying to make with that that i want to make with that question is that god uses those storms he uses those trials and very hard times in your life to advance you and train you training you into the person that he's called you to be if he didn't do that you'd have the mindset of a baby thinking the world is all rainbows and sunshine la 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 la, la. and <laughs> Men, even women, think, let me ask you, do you want to think like a baby? Do you want to think like a kid? Like if you were at work and you're working with someone, uh, and I'm not I'm not dissing on kids. I'm just saying like, you know, kids are amazing. But if you're working with someone with a mindset of a kid, does that is that someone you want to work with? No, right? You want someone who's really thinking outside the box. You want someone who's really mature and is here to work, who's here to get the job done. And you see, we can't get there if God doesn't use trials and hard times to bring us to where we are. So we can't see hard times as a curse that God puts upon us. You need to see it as a blessing because through those hard times, like I said, we can have a different mindset from what the world has and use them to learn and to improve. Life is not a race. It's a marathon. It's a journey and it's a process. 
It's not to compare whose life was the best or who had the least problems, who had it the easiest, but it's to see who grew the most from those hard times when they hit you like a hard storm. So now we're on to point two, and we're going to start this with a verse in Ephesians in chapter two, verse 10, where it says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So this brings me to uh, point two. Look at God's plan, not your plan. When we are reborn, we become dead to the flesh. And here's the thing about the flesh that a lot of people get wrong. And and, and I want you to listen to this carefully because if you don't, uh, this might sound wrong. But the flesh isn't actually evil in the idea that all it does is wrong. The flesh is evil because it does whatever it wants. So I know that may be sound confusing. So let me give you an example. Could the flesh desire to help out a homeless person? Yes, it can. And is that bad? No. That's just because the flesh just decided, oh, I want to do that. But what's bad, like I said about the flesh and why it's talked about so negatively in the Bible is because the flesh has no authority. It does what it wants. There's a word for it. Um, it it's an anar- It's like an anarchist. An anarchist is someone who doesn't follow law, doesn't believe in law, just does whatever they want. And this is what the world represents. The world follows. They, they could tell you otherwise. They could be like, no, you know, we all need law. We need order. But let me tell you, this world follows what they want to do. And I think this is the main reason why they deny God's existence. Not because of science or, oh, science proves that. No. I personally believe the world denies God's existence because they simply cannot live with the fact that they cannot be in control of their own lives. And it's like I mentioned in my first episode when I was presenting the gospel. This is why Adam and Eve sinned. This is why the fall happened, because they wanted to be autonomous, meaning they wanted to be God God themselves and choose what was right and wrong. However, when we are born again, the Bible says we die to the flesh. We become a new creation and a disciple of Christ Jesus, which the Bible says in Matthew 16, 24. Then Jesus told his disciples, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take his cross and follow me. This means that in this renewed mindset that we are to have, we're to offer our desires and, and our flesh as a living sacrifice, meaning we need to surrender our desire to live autonomous to Jesus and choose to live under the discipleship of Jesus Christ. Which leads me to the third point, which is to look at the word as your weapon. I used to hear this phrase all the time um, from my principal when I was in high school. He said, words build worlds. And that kind of confused me a little bit. But now, uh, you know, studying this, I understand what that means. And the Bible supports this when in the, in the book of Proverbs, chapter 18, verse 21, where it says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruits. So the one the, the uh, part of that verse I really wanted you to pay attention to is that really relates to this is that death and life are in the power of the tongue. 
So that I that may be a shock, but uh, I think this uh, connects with another saying I used to hear when I was in elementary school. So now, right now, we're gonna take it really back, and this is a saying I'm pretty sure everyone's heard at some point in their life. People used to say, "Sticks and stones may break my bones, but your words will never hurt me." Personally, I don't agree with that, and I'm pretty sure not many people agree with that because words do hurt. Speaking lies over people saying, oh, you're not worth anything or stuff like that. That hurts. That's hurtful. And it's not only when people speak that stuff over us. Personally, I think the most damage comes from the hurtful words that we speak over ourselves. I feel like this is such a norm in today's society that a lot of people, you know, you'll often hear often hear them say like, May, may, like I'll give you an example is when someone makes a mistake they could just say oh I made a mistake my bad but a lot of people I hear a lot of people say and this is just a norm in today's society to say oh I'm stupid oh I, I'm dumb oh I'm not I'm not smart or or even stuff like oh I'm not cool enough for them I'm too skinny I'm too fat I'm too short etc I'm pretty sure everyone's met someone like this someone this is a lot of people today People that speak these type of things over themselves. And in doing so, they put themselves down. This is, be- Like I said, this has become such a norm to do in society. So in this new mindset, we need to tear down those deceiving lies about ourselves. Why? I want to support the reason why we need to tear these down with two verses. Uh, in Matthew 12, 34, it says, You brood of vipers, how can you speak good? When you are evil. Now I want you to listen to the second half. Really let's pay attention to this. For out of the abundance of the heart. The mouth speaks. I'm going to say that again. Because it's really important. For out of the abundance of the heart. The mouth speaks. The second verse. Is in Jeremiah 17.9. Where it says. The heart is deceitful. Above all things. And desperately sick. Who can understand it? So what point am I trying to make with these two verses? The point I'm trying to make is that what you speak is what's on your heart. And that's why it brings us down. Because these lies that we speak or that other people speak, they're out of the heart of the one speaking. And the heart is deceitful, as Jeremiah says. So it's deceived us into believing the lies that we tell ourselves. So how do we do? How do we handle this? We need to replace our deceiving words from our heart with God's words. Why? Because God's word is truth. And what is God's word? Is the Bible. This is the secret to fighting thoughts that the enemy puts in our head that don't align with God's word. It, it's, it even says it in Psalm 119 verse 9. It says, how can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it. According to your word. So what what protects us from the evil thoughts of the flesh? The words of God. The creator. The I am. The eternal God who is the word itself as John 1 says. And he says in his word that he made you in his image perfectly. It says that God is perfect and makes no mistakes. And what does that mean? That means that you were not a mistake. That you are made with a purpose. God did not make you stupid. God did not make you 
not a cool person. God did not make you this, that, that. God made you perfectly. He created you for his workmanship. He created you, like I said, with purpose. And I'm going to start concluding right here. So to conclude this episode, um, the problem with Christianity today is that we struggle to fit in. And you know why? Because we weren't made to. We were made to stand out. And we are to stand out with our old mindset being sacrificed on the altar and instead walking with a renewed mindset in Christ Jesus implemented into our heart and into our mind. It's crazy how today, even us Christians, how everyone wants to be like when Jesus literally promised us that we would not be liked. And this is why God says that those who are persecuted will be blessed because it's just a fact we are not going to be liked by this world. Why? Because we do not think like them. We have a renewed mindset and our old ways that follow the world live on the altar when we choose to follow Christ Jesus. So when next time you are persecuted or someone speaks lies over you, speak, or even you speak a lie over yourself, use this renewed mindset to remind you what the word says that God says you are and that he works all things for good for those who love him. So let's pray. Father God, I just thank you so much just for the blood. Lord, I cannot thank you enough for the blood because it is through your powerful blood, Lord Jesus, that we are made new again. We are made a new creation into something that has never existed before. And we are able to renew our minds to think like you. So help us to think like you. Help us to think with the fruits of the Spirit. Help us to not think of the ways of the world, of the flesh. Help us to think of what you want us to do, Lord Jesus. Help us to stop looking at ourselves for the answer, but to be looking at you for the answer. We just ask that you would just strengthen us in the storms, in the hard times, that you would just use those to equip us for the plans that you have for us. We thank you, Lord Jesus, now and forever. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening, and have a great day. God bless. See you next week.